January 12th, it's Wednesday. Welcome back to Just For Today. Today's topic is spiritual awakenings. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, the 12th step. How will I know when I have had a spiritual awakening? For many of us, a spiritual awakening comes gradually. Perhaps our first spiritual awareness is as simple as a new appreciation for life. Maybe one day we'll suddenly discover the sounds of birds singing early in the morning. The simple beauty of a flower may remind us that there is a power greater than ourselves at work around us. Often our spiritual awakening is something that grows stronger over time. We can strive for more spiritual awareness simply by living our lives. We can persist in efforts to improve our conscious contact through prayer and meditation on a daily basis. And we can listen within for the guidance we need. We can question other addicts about their experiences with spirituality. We can take the time to appreciate the world around us. Just for today, I will reflect on the spiritual awakenings I have experienced. I will strive to be God conscious. I will take time out in the day to appreciate my higher powers handiwork. I've had a, you know, really a lot of experience, not a lot of experience with assess, but a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that um, have their spiritual awakenings at the end. And there's also a lot, though, that have them before they start the steps. Um, I'm one that falls into the category of before I started the steps, I had mine. Uh, what about you? Do you feel like you've had a spiritual awakening? Oh, yeah. That's what okay. um, pushed me into getting sober and staying sober this time. So what was the yours? The whole out-of-body experience. The whole ending up in the hospital and just, like, seeing myself, you know, outside of my body. I actually did that episode, Divine Intervention, <laughs> the other day on that. So a spiritual awakening, it, it woke me up in my spirit. Like, something told me that it wasn't my time, and it pushed me back into my body, and I woke up. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what the hell was that, you know? And from that moment... I was like, I need to change my life. I need to get my shit together. I need to stop drinking and doing drugs. I'm going to end up dead. And something doesn't want me to die yet. Like, why? (laughs) Yeah. That was enough for me to be like, okay, I'm done. I had never experienced anything like that before. And I feel like if I had, then maybe I could have gotten it earlier. But it is what it is, you know. And that was before you decided to get sober. That was... That was what pushed you into wanting sobriety. Well, that was, like, the night before detox. So okay. that So the next day is December 6th, and that's when I say it is my sober date. Okay. That makes sense. I had mine two weeks into being sober. Um, I had, you know, my spiritual awakening, you know, or me going into rehab was a decision that I made consciously um, on my own. Nobody was asking me or begging me or there was nothing like, you know, I was, I did have pending charges, you know what I mean? But like that, that that wasn't going to make me go to rehab. (laughs) That wasn't the first time I had pending charges, you know? So it is what it is. Um, but I ended up, you know, going to rehab on my own. I, I found a rehab in L.A. that I, I liked. Um, and I went there. And they, they kind of trick you into meetings as in a good way, though. Because, like, our rehab was a house in Los Angeles. Like, our treatment center where, like, people are detoxing and shit. 
is yeah. in a rehab in Los Angeles, is in a house in Los You wouldn't even know it's a rehab. If you're uh, if you're walking by it, you wouldn't it would, know. It's it just a looked rehab. like um a house. It looks like a regular house. Looks like a regular house. Yep, but there's uh, you know there's groups going on. We're playing mm-hmm. horse in the back. Like there's you know twenty bedrooms in there. Yeah, and, I, I went know. to something like that. And, and like, so, um, the only time we could leave the house is when they would take us to meetings. So yeah. then all of a sudden you get excited to go to meetings because it means you're leaving the house. Mm. So, you know, I was always excited to go to meetings because it meant going out and, you know, I was seeing girls in L.A. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, my God, like I got to, you know, I was yeah. so dumb. Um, but I was in an N.A. meeting in Santa Monica. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because. It's on Kensington Avenue in Santa Monica, and I'm from Philly, you know, and Kensington and Philly is a big open-air drug market, like, in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's so ironic to me that I flew from Philly to L.A. to go to N.A. meetings on a street called Kensington where the most drugs are sold in Philly. So to me, the irony was through the roof. But it's, it's an amazing meeting. The room there is awesome. It's called Jocelyn Park. If you're in Santa Monica, if you're in Los Angeles, check it out. Um, it is some of the best sobriety, some of the most raw stories that you're going to hear. It's a Thursday night meeting. I took my one-year cake there. Um, in L.A., they call oh, them nice. not anniversaries. They call them cakes. Okay. Like, they literally, they literally have you blow out a candle with a cake That's on awesome. it. awesome, yeah. Um, unless you're at a meeting, like a late-night meeting like I used to go to, then they hold out just a fucking lighter for you to blow out. Oh, really? Cake, Yeah um that that was my meeting so but anyway I'm sitting in this meeting and this woman's talking and you know she's talking about being from Philly actually and we're in Los Angeles so but she has my accent like I can pick up a Philly accent from a mile away so she's talking like me um and she's in this meeting she's got about a year clean um don't even remember her name to be honest with you never even talked to her saw her yeah I thanked her afterwards like you're supposed to that's about it um, she talked about how she's bipolar and schizophrenic and an alcoholic. That was my fiance, mm-hmm. you know, my late fiance. That's what she was, all those things. And I was like, wow. And and born and raised in Philly, just like Colleen was. So sounded like her. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like this is crazy, the coincidences. Like, what are the chances? And then she just like kept saying, if you're in this room right now, you're where you're supposed to be. Really? Uh, it, and it ends up, <laughs> it turns out, it's a very cliche thing to say when you're when yeah. you're speaking. Yeah. You know, I've even caught myself saying those words. Mm-hmm. Like, But I say those words because those words hit me when I never heard them before. Yeah. You know, you still, I never heard that before until that day. Mm-hmm. And if I did, I might have listened to it, but I didn't hear right. it, you know. But I heard it, and I started bawling, you know, just sh- tears is flowing and um that was a that was a thursday night meeting the next day i went to my therapist and i said i want to do more i want to learn about my relationships and how i can be in a relationship sober i went to my nooner the next day and i found a sponsor that day i found another therapist that i would work on my addiction stuff with i was talking to three different people plus a sponsor because I was trying to average up mm-hmm. and yeah, it, that my spiritual awakening really got me going. So, but awesome. awesome. Yep. 
for sure.